It's said that your real life begins where your comfort zone ends. Well, it's about to get real as we have radically authentic conversations to help you thrive in your personal and professional life while navigating the twists and turns of being human. Buckle up, because this might get uncomfortable. Starts right now with Whitney Lordson. I'm recording this episode on August 3rd in advance of my road trip. And today has been a struggle in an interesting way that I want to share. And I want to start off by sharing one big thing that I've learned from the emotional well-being coaching training program that I'm in right now, which is how important it is for people to just feel heard. Sometimes people don't want solutions. They don't want advice. They just want to share. And I'm in that spot right now. So I want to thank you in advance for listening. Most of you just listen, but sometimes people will hear an episode and reach out to me and share advice or something. And I know that's very well-being because well-meaning. I'm that type of person too. I want to help. I want to support. I want to problem solve. But I am having the clarity in this moment that there's only one other person that can solve this with me beyond myself. And in this moment, I don't have answers. So let me share what's going on. I took my dog Evie, who is turning 13 years old this year. I took her to the vet. Actually, specifically, her vet specializes in dental care. So last week, last Monday, I took her in for a cleaning. And I wanted to do that before we left. Last year, when I was on my road trip, She was having some dental issues, some gum issues. And I remember feeling super stressed about it and got an appointment for her when we returned back to Los Angeles. And so this year I was like, okay, I'm going to get her another cleaning, make sure everything's good because they'll check her out. And after that appointment, they recommend a follow-up visit today, which she is currently at because her gums are either infected or there's food getting stuck up there. I'm not fully clear. So they want to do an x-ray. They wanted to do a deeper cleaning. And that was concerning on a few levels. One is the possibility that she might need more teeth extracted. She's had at least two teeth operations in the last four years. And it's super expensive, thousands of dollars. I can't remember if I shared this in an episode, but it is quite expensive and stressful for that reason. I have opted not to have pet insurance. So of course, most all of the financial responsibility falls on me. But you know what? In hindsight, I spent thousands of dollars on her dental care, but it's all okay. And it's such a great lesson with money because I also spent a ton of time researching insurance. I think it was maybe after the appointment last year, I sat down and just weighed out all the pros and cons. And I, by the way, may get a little distracted in this episode because I'm waiting for a call from my vet. So I kept my phone on. I knew I really wanted to share these things right now. So my dad just called me too. (laughs) Uh, A little distracted. But I did all this research and ultimately have decided not to get insurance because... It seemed like I was guaranteed to lose money every month and wasn't guaranteed that I would need that insurance, right? That's just the way insurance works versus a lot of 
the alternatives recommended just saving for your dog. So I believe it was late last year, I started saving money every month for Evie. I also started, I gave her her own stock. I bought her a stock that I invest in twice a month, just a small amount. But that has been her insurance. Unfortunately, last week, the appointment was more than I expected. And I just got off the phone with the vet saying that she needs a another x-ray because of her heart murmur. Now, a few years ago, the same vet practice noticed a heart murmur while they were doing one of her cleanings. And they didn't make a big deal out of it, didn't really say much. I usually forget about it until I go to the vet. She doesn't have any other issues. But today the vet called and said he wanted to do an x-ray to check on her heart before proceeding because they have to do some light sedation. The reason I picked this specific vet, which is called Green Dog Dental, by the way, for anyone in Los Angeles that's looking for dental care for their dog. So far, I've had really good experiences with them. Not perfect. There's definitely some been a few minor issues, but overall, I really appreciate them. They're also on the pricier side. I did a ton of research on dental options in the Los Angeles area, and I still picked them because the reviews were really positive, and then I had my own positive experiences, but it's not cheap by any means. However, as I mentioned, I would rather spend the money and get quality care. And I was so glad, actually, let me go on a little tangent for a second. The very first appointment that I had was to get her examined for teeth extractions because the other place I was taking her to that could only do basic teeth cleaning for her, they said that her teeth were loose and probably needed to be extracted. They couldn't do it. So that's why I went to Green Dog and oh, I just got a message. I'm going to pause for a second and... Well, actually, I could read this out loud. So... Here's the update. This is one thing I like about Green Dog Dental is that they text you and they call you. So they texted me that she's stable under sedation. They're working on her dental x-rays and cleaning. And I'll be called in 30 to 45 minutes from the doctor with the next step. So let me finish off. (laughs) So yes, I chose Green Dog Dental, I think probably four years ago. And they have a couple different locations. I've been to a few of them. They've done a really great job, but it's just crazy how much money. If in hindsight, I wonder would I have chosen insurance? Probably. (laughs) If I had known how much money I was going to spend in four years, I've probably spent at least $7,000. But then again, when I priced out insurance, I actually, in my likely neurodivergent way, did a hyper fixated deep dive research project for myself to select a dentist and also to look into insurance. The cheapest insurance that I have found is $80 a month. And if that would be how much a year? I'm doing the math on my calculator because I can't think straight. That's about $1,000 a year, right? So I would have been guaranteed to spend at least $4,000 in the past four years, right? That I'm talking about this dental stuff. So me spending $7,000, yes, it's $3,000 more than that. But most insurance only covers 70-80%. So this is great. This confirms exactly why I haven't gotten insurance for her. I think what it's saying is insurance would have covered about $5,500. So $7,000 minus 
5500 I would have paid out of pocket 1500 which would have led my insurance cost to be at least 5500 So maybe I would have saved $1,500 if I had had insurance all these years ago, right? And that's also on the low end of insurance from what I saw. This is great for me to share out loud in this moment because now I'm wondering, like, have I made a mistake not getting insurance? But it's all about that risk, right? I would rather be guaranteed to be saving money. So if you're curious, what I did instead is I came up with a number of how much money I would like to save over time. Evie's 13 years old. That's on the older side for a dog. I'm hoping she gets close to 20. Maybe she'll make it to 20, right? So I started to think about like how much money would I want to save for her in case of an emergency, even like looked up what typical emergency costs are, started making a plan, and then picked a number, divided that by however many years I hope she lives. (laughs) So morbid. (laughs) And then came up with a monthly allotment for myself. So I'm going to check my math again. It's what I'm saving for her right now could get me there in her time that she may have. And the other thing is also being morbid, if Evie does not live very long and I don't spend all the money I'm saving for her every month, then I'll have that for myself and or another companion animal in the future. And to me, that felt like a better use of my money. So (laughs) that's how I thought through it. This is when I get very practical. But then, of course, there's the emotional side. So going back to today, I brought her in for a follow up today. And I was feeling anxious. I felt anxious last week too. I just feel a lot of anxiety around Evie. I have, as long as I've had her, I've had her almost 12-ish years now. And she's my first dog on my own. I remember when she was a puppy, I didn't feel like I knew what I was doing. It was like what I expect being a parent would be like. Like I really wanted this dog, but how am I going to take care of this thing? She's had little issues here and there. And She's a huge part of my life. So taking her to the vet when she's a senior dog and not knowing what's going to happen is scary for me. So last week went pretty well. At Green Dog Dental, one of the reasons I picked them is that they try not to sedate your dog versus a lot of places that do dental work use anesthesia. At Green Dog, it's only if it's a deeper cleaning that they need to do or if your dog is a little on the aggressive side. Last year. Evie had to start being sedated on her regular cleanings because she was kind of aggressive with the technicians. I guess she's like, I don't know, growled at them or like looks like she was going to bite them. And she's old and I think she's nervous. So they had to start sedating her. When I picked her up last week, she was just like super groggy for hours and like that felt concerning. And then knowing that I had to go in today, knowing that they are going to have to sedate her again and knowing that there was going to be as high, if not higher, a bill. So then I sit around for hours waiting to hear from the vet. And I finally get an update right before I started recording this. Previous to that update, I just felt like I could not focus. That was actually the reason I decided to sit down and record this episode right now. I don't feel like I can focus on anything other than Evie. And that's so frustrating. It's two o'clock on a Wednesday And I had this whole plan for how I wanted to spend my day and what was I was going to get done. But my anxiety, perhaps other elements of how my brain works and how I respond to stress, 
I feel like my brain just shuts down. So I got back from the vet. I had two things I had to do immediately that took up about an hour. And then once those were done, I felt my body just start to like, not shut down, but I just haven't been able to do much. And that in itself is frustrating. I sat on the couch for a bit and scrolled through TikTok. I ate a little food. I still haven't eaten enough, but like my appetite's kind of weird right now. And then I laid on my bed. If you're not watching the visuals behind me is my body pillow. And I actually want to give a shout out, not only to the body pillow, which is from the brand Essentia. I'm obsessed with this body pillow. I've had it for about two and a half years. It's so amazing. And I just got this new cover from this random brand I found on Amazon called Cosmo Plus. And this jersey knit cover is amazing. I'm like, it took my body pillow to a whole nother level. And this is not sponsored. Isn't it funny how I and many people feel the need to say it? I'm not sponsored when we rave about something. It's such a weird time to live in where like, if you publicly make a positive statement about a brand, some people assume that you're being sponsored. <laughs> I bought this. I'd never heard of this company before. And oh my gosh, it's wonderful. So that was great for me when I was feeling stressed. I just laid in the body pillow, which kind of hugs me from both sides and just gives me that comfort. And then I had my weighted blanket on top of that, which is also a game changer for my anxiety and stress. And I know that. So when I am feeling overstimulated, when I'm feeling stressed, anxious, I can't focus, I kind of like go into it like it's a cocoon. I also pulled out my favorite fidget toy. I'm blanking on the name of this thing. It'll come to me, but it is my go-to. And when I am feeling fidgety, obviously I use it. It also really helps when I'm feeling anxious because I need to like move my body a lot when I feel this way. I've been thinking about jumping on my rebounder, my little trampoline, or using my Quest 2 VR headset to do some sort of immersive experience. But I have resisted that because I don't want to be that distracted. Even though scrolling through TikTok is a distraction, you could even say doing this podcast is a distraction. I don't know. I'm just trying to be selective and aware of the type of distractions. And the way I'm feeling right now with the unknown is I like want to crawl out of my skin. Like I just feel like not good, but I also don't want to run away from that. There's so many things I could go do. I haven't eaten lunch yet, but my body, like I said, doesn't really want food right now. I tried eating some gluten-free vegan chocolate chip cookies and they tasted nice, but that's not what my body needed. I've been thinking about making a Beyond Burger, but like it doesn't really appeal to me. So I'm just trying to drink a lot of water and sit with myself. And I could call people, like I could just go on and on, make this list of how I could make myself feel better and escape. But beyond doing this podcast right now, I feel like trying to escape is not what I need. I feel like I want to talk through it. And that's what I'm doing right now, as if you were a friend. So to add to the stress, when the vet called me, he shared that they're doing this other x-ray that's going to cost more money. And I found myself in that moment having a really good experience, though, because I know I value Evie so much. I love her. And I feel financially secure in my life. And I also have credit cards with room to put 
additional expenses on. Was I budgeting for this? No. Do I have the money in a savings account for Evie? Yes. Do I want to take the money out of the savings account? No. But that's what it's there for. It's there for unexpected costs. And that's an interesting practice too. I've become very attached in a lot of ways to my savings account. (laughs) I have this awesome high yield savings account. It's through Ally Bank. I love them. I think I would have them sponsor me in a heartbeat, although I have not looked into fully like their ethics as a company. Fingers crossed. They're an ethically good bank, all things considered. Although my other bank that I use is not as ethical and I have stayed with them for a host of reasons I'm not going to get into. Banking is complicated. I've been really wanting to look into credit unions, but it hasn't been a priority amongst everything, given that I tend to spend hours and hours researching things. I haven't gotten to research on credit unions. If you have one that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear it. Anyways, my high yield savings account with Ally, I love because they allow you to put your money into buckets. So it's treated as one lump sum in which you earn interest on. And it's relatively high compared to what you would earn on a regular savings account. And I have a bucket for Evie. I have a bucket for general emergencies. They're basically like folders or categories. And so I've planned it all out. And I put money into most, if not all of the buckets on Ally every month. So it's sitting there and I see that money and I look at it sometimes. It brings me joy. I feel excited to feel financial security. And then the opposite happens when I need to take money out of there. I just feel like, oh, I worked so hard to get the money in here and save up. And now it's being taken away. But this experience with the vet, when he called me and said, it's going to be X amount more money to have the x-ray done and potentially even more if we discover more issues. I was faced with the temptation of panic and then released that and said, this is what that money's for. You love your dog. You're committed to your dog. Of course, you're going to spend the money. And that decision is so personal, right? Because some people wouldn't do those things. Some people would say, I can't afford to do the x-ray. And that's okay, too. And these situations, there's no really right or wrong. I've had so many vet experiences over time. And one of them in particular, years ago, I brought Evie in to a, a vet practice that I really liked for a while until this one vet who was not helpful from my perspective. She just purely was like, here are your options. Which one do you want? I wanted guidance. And in hindsight, I wonder how much of my supposed neurodivergence played a role in that situation. Because now I know that I really struggle with certain types of communication. I need deep clarity, oftentimes repetition. I benefit from seeing things in writing. And I also really appreciate when somebody helps me make a decision, if they will not help me make a decision, I need to hyperfixate or focus, hyperfocus, whatever. I don't even know if I'm using the right term, fixate, but I need to manage my anxiety and stress and decision brain. I feel best when I can dig in and really feel clarity. And with that vet in the past, she was not working well with my communication style She was not willing to help me make a decision. She kept saying, it's up to you, it's up to you. And she was saying things that I didn't understand. So how could I have possibly made a decision? And that was 
really challenging. So certainly I've done some growth personally. I have more awareness. I know what my needs are. I have a lot of clarity around my values, my ethics. And I've also done a lot of work financially so that I can have more room to make these tough decisions like I did. And in that moment today with the vet, first of all, he was awesome in walking through what he would recommend. That made a world of a difference. And I'm pausing here. It's interesting. Like there's always these little moments of like, is he recommending this? Because like, obviously you want the best for your dog. That's part of what makes medical stuff in general challenging. It's like, of course, we want the best for our animals. We want the best for ourselves, our kids, like anyone else. Of course, we want the best. But when the money comes into play, it's a hard decision to make sometimes. In this specific situation, though, I sat for only a couple seconds and realized, yeah, it's an unexpected cost, but I will make more. I can make more money. I can put it on a credit card. I actually have one card through Care Credit. Another thing I recommend, depending on your financial relationship, because it's also a credit card, but they can, I think with every purchase you make, this might not apply to everybody, from my account with Care Credit, they give you six months, zero APR. So if you pay down what you put on that card within six months, you don't pay any interest. I'm going to double check that today, (laughs) actually, so don't quote me on it. I will likely end up using that care credit card just so I can spread it out. That feels a little bit more comfortable to me. But this is tough too. It's like, well, technically I could dive into my savings and pay it all up front. So that's an option too. I actually haven't even fully thought through it. I often like to put big purchases on another credit card of mine because I get points or rewards back. So I have to weigh out like, are those rewards from that credit card purchase worth it? Or would I prefer more time to make the payments? The other side of it is if I don't take it out of the high yield savings account right away, it can accrue interest which is probably in alignment with what I would get through my credit card. So now that I'm talking this through, that might be a good choice. And this is it. Like I'm demonstrating to you, not just what I'm going through for your own interest, but if you're trying to think through hard things, whether you're anticipating them, looking back on hindsight or dealing with them in the present moment, practicing and thinking through, okay, how would I handle this? I'm curious, what would you do? Do you have pet insurance? Do you have a savings account for your animals? Do you use credit cards? How do you make these tough decisions? How do you decide what vet to go to? Like These are complex choices. To me, it also helps to think how Evie brings so much to my life. When I came back from the vet, I had to drop her off. It's about 30, 40 minutes away from me. Los Angeles traffic can be challenging. (laughs) So it could even be an hour away. Actually, when I pick her up, I'll probably have to sit in an hour's worth of traffic on the way back. But that's okay because I like this vet a lot. And valuing Evie's care, trusting somebody. Like given how anxious I feel today, I can't imagine if I took her to a vet that I didn't feel that trust with. I probably wouldn't be able to record this episode. I don't know what I would do with myself if I didn't have the history with this vet and didn't have some of the mental tools that I've developed over time. My anxiety gets so intense. I can feel it. It is 
Like my body feels different when I'm stressed and anxious. That's why like lying under the weighted blanket feels so good. It's like the pressure to help because that's crawling out of the skin feeling. It makes me feel like it's just so uncomfortable. And like, I want to feel like I'm being hugged constantly. So the combination of the body pillow and the weighted blanket are amazing for this. So I'm feeling that way, but still somehow moving through this well. I have butterflies in my stomach because I still need to get a phone call from the doctor after they do the x-rays. So it's not over yet. And that anticipation is really challenging. I guess part of recording this episode is helping me pass the time between now and the next 15, 20 minutes that I'll hear from the vet. And I'm also thinking with the x-ray, the best case scenario is that the x-ray shows them that her heart is fine and it's not a big deal. And that money would still be worth paying for that peace of mind. And then if they do the x-ray and they find out that something's going on with her heart, that could feel tough. I don't know what it's going to feel like until it happens. But that's really important information for me. And they're recommending I take her to a cardiologist regardless. And so that's important information for me. You know, it's more money and it's more stress. But I love this dog. And she has just been an amazing companion. And I think this is something that's not talked about enough, at least not that I've regularly heard. A lot of people talk about getting animals very relaxed because it's easy. There are so many animals that need homes. They need to be adopted. You can go anywhere. I could walk a couple blocks down the street to a place that and get a cat today if I wanted. There's a cat cafe near me. And I would love to go there and just get a cat today. But in this moment, I'm remembering that you're committed to this animal. You're buying them food. You're taking them to the vet for emergencies. You're getting little things done like Evie's nail trim. And she won't let me do it myself. So I always have to get a professional to trim her nails. <laughs> the dental cleanings and whatever else, the flea and tick treatments. I mean, like I just bought her stuff for the road trip. I bought her a brand new harness that's really cool, actually. I don't remember what the company is called, but I want to pull this up since I'm mentioning a few products here. Another thing that I did a ton of research on is car safety. I can't remember if I mentioned this in a previous video or recording, I mean. But in hindsight, I'm thinking I have not really done a lot of car safety practices with Evie in these 12 years that she's been in my life. I look back on some of the road trips I've taken her on where if I had gotten into an accident, she might not have survived. Specifically, the one I took 10 years ago with my sister, my first cross-country trip, my car was packed to the brim because I was moving from San Francisco and temporarily going to my parents' house in Massachusetts. And so my stuff along with my sister's stuff it was fully packed in this small car. And I have a picture of Evie in between the two front seats, like up above our shoulders. And she was like laying on stacks of suitcases or whatever else was in there. And no, she wasn't strapped in whatsoever. If we had gotten an accident, she would have gone straight through the windshield. In the moment, I didn't give it a second thought. Like Evie's comfortable, no big deal. But now I'm like, wait a second. That wasn't the best choice. And then the last few road trips I've done, I've been a little bit more cautious, but she still sat in the front seat, which I'm now learning is not great for your dog. And she didn't have a crash tested harness on her. So I got one 
from this company called Kurgo. I opted for the less expensive one, not just because of money, but I compared a few. They can cost upwards of $100. The one I got was $33 the day I bought it. And it's a crash-tested safety harness for dogs with really good ratings. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes. I will link to anything else I've mentioned as well. If you are curious about it, I'm actually going to make a little note for myself so I don't forget to do this. So much I've mentioned, the weighted blanket, fidget toy, which I still can't remember the name of it, the body pillow I'll put in there. And then there'll be links to Green Dog Dental, Ally Bank, Care Credit. This has turned into like an advice. The other company I want to recommend too that I've really considered for a health insurance option, it's not technically pet insurance, It's like community care. And I can't remember, I feel like I brought this up in a previous episode, but worth mentioning again, it's called USO. Oh, the vet's calling. Let me pause. Then I can come back and tell you what he says. I'm going to pause here very briefly to shout out my wonderful sponsor, Athletic Greens, who makes this product called AG1 that I've been taking because it's a very simple way to support my nervous system. (laughs) Obviously, that needs some regulation, just like anybody else's. It helps me with my focus as well, amongst many other benefits. And one of the greatest things about it is that it costs less than $3 a day to take, which is pretty amazing because this green powder has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, plus probiotics, which if you bought all of those on their own would be a lot more expensive. And even if you bought a green juice that tastes as good as AG1 tastes with these wonderful ingredients that are in it, that could easily cost double the price. So it's an incredible value and it makes it really easy. I mean, there's no excuse. I've brought it with me on my trips. I just dump it into some water. I love the tropical taste of it. And because they're sponsoring this episode, they're offering you something wonderful to make it super easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of their immune-supporting vitamin D, which I also take and love, and five free travel packs of AG1, which I've been talking about, when you make your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash wellevator. That's athleticgreens.com slash W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R. That is linked in the show notes as well as in the little description underneath your podcast player. And when you click that, it'll help you take ownership over your health so you can pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let me know if you try it out. And now back to the episode. All right. I'm kind of glad that that whole call happened while I was recording. First of all, spent 15 minutes talking to the vet. This is another reason, just like with our human medical care, with working with a doctor, you get what you pay for in a lot of ways. So if you can afford it, picking someone that highly reviewed is great. Although I would say with Green Dog Dental, I think every time I've gone there, there's been a new vet. That's the one of the bigger downsides. I think that's common for a lot of uh, vet practitioners. I would love to just have the same vet over and over again. When I first got Evie, actually, I had this wonderful house call vet named Dr. Armighty May. And we did YouTube videos together. You can check them out. She herself is vegan. And I wanted to consult with her because I raised Evie on a plant-based diet. She was 
always so great, informative. And a house call vet is a really nice choice. Over time, I started going to offices because it was a lot more affordable. Although now that I've been going to Green Dog, I don't know, it's possible it's about the same price. And given I have to drive there and traffic and all that, who knows? But my point being, this wonderful doctor vet that I spoke to, he spent 15 minutes, which felt so generous. He went through all the options, which was so great, especially given that the price has now doubled from what I initially thought it was going to be. But after everything I've shared in this episode, I got to practice it once again in almost real time. I heard what he had to say. He made a recommendation. Evie has to get another extraction, which is what I was concerned of. However, I thought it could possibly be both teeth. That's what they were worried about. So that's why they did the x-rays and the deep cleaning. They found one tooth they highly recommend getting extracted. And he talked me through it, the pros and cons, the long-term impact. And I just thought, I'm going to say yes to this, even though it's a lot more. And like I said, I'm just going to focus on the fact that I'm doing the best for my dog, that I have money in my savings account for this, and that I can make more. And sometimes I think, at least in my experience, when things like this happen that impact me financially, it motivates me to do more. And as I mentioned, I feel very grateful that right now I'm feeling financially stable and I have opportunities for more work. Not everybody is in that position. And I don't want to take that for granted, nor do I want to say that that's going to apply to everybody else. And so I've learned all these lessons to emotionally and financially support me through tough times like I've been going through with Evie. So I'm not going to pause this episode and go pick her up and come back and finish it off. I will try to remember to do that in the next episode. I hope that everything goes smoothly, still have the lingering anxiety of waiting to hear how she does because complications can happen. And that's the thing too. I've tried to, as Evie gets older, to just be as present and loving with her as possible because I have no idea how much time I have. There's no guarantee that doing all this expensive vet practices or extractions, all these things that I've done to take care of her, that doesn't guarantee me time. Oh, I was going to right before I call, got on the call to share about the other element, right? Of I'm going on road trips and my life is at risk just driving around the country as I do, even though I'm in a safe car and I feel like I'm a safe driver, anything could happen. I just saw a video on TikTok when I was laying in bed that probably wasn't the greatest thing to watch while feeling anxious, but... <laughs> There was like a news clip of a freak hailstorm that happened in Canada in an area I think I'm passing through in like a week and a half. So I was like, great. I did not think that hail could be a factor in a summer road trip. But as I learned in 2020 on my road trip, there was a freak snowstorm. I hope the word freak is not offensive. I don't know what else to use. An unexpected snowstorm in early September when it was supposed to be 70, 80 degrees, the temperature dropped to like 30 degrees and it snowed and it was nuts and unexpected. I'd never driven my car in snow before because I live in California. <laughs> and so that actually inspired me to get all weather tires. I actually think the tires that came on my car are all weather. When I needed to buy new tires, I got some 
(laughs) to prep me for any type of road condition, but certainly won't be that prepared if I end up in a hailstorm. Anyways, so much can happen, right? We never know. And I'm trying not to feel anxious about that, but I do like to be proactive. So I was sharing how I bought actually any moment now could be getting a delivery from Amazon. And maybe I saw the delivery person out my window as I was recording. That would give me like a little serotonin boost, but it has not arrived yet. Okay, so I got her two things for car safety. One is the Kurgo dog harness. And I also wanted to get her a new car seat, but ended up getting one from Kurgo as well called the Rover Booster Dog Car Seat. That is compatible with this harness, which attaches to the seat belts in a safer way. I did a bunch of research. It was actually really hard to get some clear answers. A lot of people recommend using a crate. That's, I think, the safest option for your dog. But I had to balance out the fact that Evie really enjoys lounging around in the car on these long trips, and a crate takes up so much space. So I found my happy medium with the harness and a nicer seat than she currently has. And then I also sadly going to move her to the back seat. I've been traveling with her a lot in the front seat next to me and in the passenger side where it's nice because I can reach over and pet her. But for her safety, I'm going to now relocate her to the back seat and set up this new harness and car seat for her and see how that goes. So I'm sure that'll be part of my road trip summary episode whenever I make it back. There'll probably be a few of those. And I think the road trip's just going to come up in most episodes because it's such a huge part of my life. (sighs) I feel like I can take a deep breath. That call and talking through on this episode was helpful. And now I have a little time before I leave. I'm actually going to head over to the side of town where the vet's located to try to charge my car. I'm going to go grocery shopping at Whole Foods to get some food for the road. And I have a coaching training tonight. So twice a week, we have live coaching sessions for the certification program I'm in. And I'm actually really looking forward to tonight's because every time we do one of these sessions, I not only learn how to be a better coach, but I learn a lot of well-being practices and just like that comfort of being with a group of compassionate people is so healing. And I also have a long list of things that I didn't accomplish during the stress and anxiety I felt today. I'm really trying to get a lot of sleep. But as I talked about a week or so ago on an episode, that's been really hard. Not that I can't sleep physically. I could sleep 10 hours, even 16 hours as I did after my international travel. I mean, getting sleep is not a problem. But when I have a lot to do, it's so hard for me because I end up staying up late. And yeah, that'll be another challenge for me and the ripple effect of this, but I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to continue to let the day flow and trust myself and tune in and breathe through it all. Thank you so much. You have done something beautiful today by listening to this episode, which is holding space for me. And I want to honor that. I want to acknowledge that. And that is a gift. My hope is that this episode was helpful to you, but maybe you being there for me virtually, even if it's not in real time, was help because it feels good to be there for others, if that makes sense. I mean, of course it does, but 
I think it's an interesting thing doing a podcast like this because most podcasts are either entertaining or informative. And maybe maybe there's elements of both in a show like this, but it feels vulnerable to ask a listener to be there for me. I get nervous. Like, is it selfish? Is it, I don't know what else it could be. It's that fear I have of putting myself first. But as I've been talking a lot in these solo episodes, it's actually valuable to put ourselves first. It's valuable to make ourselves a priority. It's valuable in many ways to practice being what we perceive to be selfish and realizing that it's not necessarily negative to be selfish. It's not negative to ask somebody for support. It's not negative to ask someone to just listen to us and let them know we don't need advice. We just need their presence. So I also hope that by demonstrating that I'm helping you. But see, even for me, it's complicated. It's tough to just ask for something without giving in return. It's my tendency to just give and give and give and feel uncomfortable, quote, taking, receiving. But that's all part of this journey, too. All right. I will be back again on Friday with a guest pulling up my list here to see who is on the roster it's actually someone I haven't recorded with yet. I record with this person in a couple of days from today. And we are scheduled to talk about something that I'm really looking forward to. But I'm not going to tell you what it is, not to be a tease, but just because I don't know, I haven't recorded it yet. So we're both going to find out on the next episode of This Might Get Uncomfortable. If you would like to get alerts and be notified, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me, you can direct message me on social, you can join my private community Beyond Measure, in which we have weekly conversations and a back and forth real time experience, dig into all the nuances of what it means to be human and a human being who wants to raise their self-awareness and learn more about themselves without feeling judged and having a safe psychologically safe place to have vulnerable, open discussions to connect with one another. That's what Beyond Measure is all about. I'd love to have you part of that. I'll link to that along with my contact information, as well as the links to everything else I've mentioned today. If you want to check any of it out for yourself, that'll be there. Some of them will be affiliate links. There'll also be the link to the sponsor for this episode if you're interested in them. Everything's in one place at wellevator.com. Com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com in the show notes section of the podcast for this episode. There's a transcript and then at the very bottom, a list of all of the resources mentioned. Thanks again for listening and I'll hope to connect with you sometime soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening and getting out of your comfort zone with us today. For show notes and more high-performance resources to help you thrive, go to wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com.